Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta features 426 guest rooms, 16,000 square feet of meeting and event space, several dining options, including Art Bar, a gastro pub serving locally inspired fare and cocktails, along with an indoor-outdoor swimming pool and patio, 11 landscaped acres of walking trails, and a convenient location to all the attractions located north of Atlanta. Visit www.sinesta.com forward slash Gwinnett Place to learn more about what we have to offer for your next getaway, meeting, or event. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Welcome, everybody, to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strong, and president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you on today on Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Subaru of Atlanta, Subaru of Gwinnett, Atlanta studio, located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week, we plan to feature businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. While all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security, and we'll touch on that and all related aspects of security through the course of each show. Our guest today, I'm happy to have, is Amy Bray. I've known Amy for a long time, and among her many, 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 many things that she does, and that's an understatement, uh, she's an attorney here in the in the area, as well as uh, on the uh, member of the board of directors for the uh, Hudgens, I guess for the ballet. For the Gwinnett Ballet Theater. For the Gwinnett Ballet Theater, uh, which is located and done around the Hudgens, correct? Our performances right now are at the um, Infinite Energy Center Theater, which is right next door from the Hudgens Performing Arts Center. Right, it's just kind of all. They're connected. Kind of all yeah. connected. And, you know, one of the things that we wanted to kind of bring you on right now to talk about, there's a lot of stuff going on with the ballet right now during the season. And I would like to, um, I know your annual presentation of the Nutcracker at the In- Infinite Energy Center is going on right now, uh, which we could have got you on earlier if, while we were coming ramping up to it. But let's talk a little bit about that. First, let me ask you a question. Who is Amy Bray? How did you get into <laughs> all this and all the stuff that you do? <laughs> You've been dying to ask that. That's why yes, I'm here, I right? Have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just have a lot of energy, and I have a lot of passion for both the community and for things that are creative, and that's why I'm passionate about the ballet. I mean, my daughter dances there, but even as a child, I love the ballet. I can't dance. Like, I'm terrible at dancing. Oh, but you're fun to watch. Uh, thank you. My, my struggles are fun. Um, <laughs> but I love... A gorgeous ballet presentation. I love the costumes. I love what it takes for the lighting. I've played instruments, and so I love hearing someone play them really well, because I'm really not very good at playing them myself. Um, late. Yeah. Um, as an attorney, I think I'm pretty good. So I found my niche. But I like fostering other creative things, and I like dabbling in them, but also enjoying people who do them really well. And like when I look at the production of the Nutcracker that's going on, those kids are incredible. Awesome. Like these kids that graduate from Gwinnett Ballet Theater go on to some of the most amazing ballets. We've had folks go on to the Atlanta Ballet and the Houston Ballet and to the LA Contemporary Ballet. And just 
these professional companies. So when you look at some of them, you forget you're looking at a high school kid. You're looking at a professional level dancer. Um, and then there's the little kids who are just a hoot. Like we feature children from ages four to 18, right? So you have four-year-olds that are dancing on stage as baby mice and getting a full live theater experience. And we've had folks backstage that have worked in real live professional theater and our productions are there. We have professional lighting and a professional orchestra um, led by a gentleman by the name of Predag Gosta, who's actually world renowned doing our live orchestra. And so I'm just, I know I just sort of dived in and talked about that when you asked me about me, but right now I'm just excited and we're living this production. Um, we're going into the final weekend. So there's still some tickets available, but usually the last weekend sells out. It's been, this is a, a tradition in Gwinnett. There's, the ballet's been here for 37 years, or this Nutcracker, I should say. It's an annual performance every year at the Infinite Energy Center Theater. So we can, we can watch that Nutcracker evolve because every year there's just a little something different, you know? Um, but it's by and large the same. Uh, the live orchestras come along like in the past 13 years and it just sort of levels up the performance there. It's like going downtown without, normally without the parking woes. <laughs> normally. Well. <laughs> There's just a little bit of construction A little around. bit of construction there. It's still great. I mean, the parking's still free. Absolutely. Uh, but there's just, it, you just have to get past the construction. So you just think a little bit more before you head to the center. Well, and you know, anytime you go to any place like that, I like to go out and kind of scope it out before I go so I know kind of where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do and just how it's laid out, which I suggest to anybody that goes to any venue like that, scope mm -hmm. it out first. It doesn't take, you know, take a day with the kids or something to ride down and take a look at it. It's right here, right here at Sugar Loaf Parkway, so it's close. Oh, yeah. And there's some really great restaurants right around. Absolutely. So folks can go get dinner ahead of time and know that they're going to get there comfortably with plenty of time to spare or... Um, for the matinees, they could go get brunch and then go to the show, make a day of it. Well, your passion is just so obvious when you just listen to the tone in your voice. And, and I'm looking at you and I can see that it's just kind of bubbling over. But then you bubble over a lot <laughs> with passion for just about everything that you do. Um, your production of the Nutcracker is notable for many things, particularly the professional sets and the lighting. And as you mentioned, the live orchestra. Mm -hmm. How does that all come together? We have some amazing staff and volunteers. We hire a professional production manager. We have volunteers, some of whom have been with the theater for, you know, 17 years or more, or with the ballet theater for that long. And they know their stuff. Like the, but the majority of the people backstage are actually volunteers. Parents are parents of alumni of Gwinnett Ballet Theater. And so when I'm talking about being passionate about it, I, Rick, you know me well. I, I love watching people be passionate about things, and I get that energy from them and just spit it back. So I'll watch these parents leave it all on the stage for their kids to leave it all on the stage. So the production people at the end of the shows are always worn out from moving sets around. Like, it's controlled chaos behind the stage. Um, everybody's running around trying to fix costumes and then out front it's this gorgeous just serene moments or the little battle scene that's crazy 
you don't think about how many people it takes to do that. There is a small army of volunteers behind the scenes every single performance. Well, and we're so lucky here in the Gwinnett area. We've got the ballet, and we have Aurora Theater. Mm-hmm. Anthony was on here last week. And, you know, between those two venues, you've got just so much live entertainment that's offered, and it's all local. It's all local entertainment. And I know that watching these kids, especially the little ones, has just got to be, you know, oh, it's, an experience it's is another amazing. statement. Well, and sometimes it's, it's kind of tough because they're kids, but there's something that happens backstage, especially when they start getting six, seven, eight. They get it. And they're so self-controlled, and they're so self-possessed, and they're, you think about how much time they spend preparing. They've spent months. They auditioned back in August for their roles, and they've been working for months to this performance. Every year I see it, and they get back there, and even the new kids, like they're just adorable, and they love it, but they have an exhausting schedule because most of them, I mean, they're all school kids, we have a lot of homeschool kids, but m- the majority of the children are either public school or private school kids, so they have a normal school schedule. And then they have dress rehearsals at night, and then they have the performances. And it's a lot to ask kids to do, and I think sometimes they hold up better than the parents. They hold up better than me. That I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they hold up better <laughs> than me. Well, and that brings us right to a key point that a lot of these are students. Mm-hmm. and. Are they, a lot of these students, involved in other forms of the theatrics and stuff within their high schools when they're doing stuff? Some of them are. We have students that sometimes miss performances because they have holiday stuff going on at their schools and their dance programs that they're in so that they go to do those. And then they come back and perform in the rest of the matinees. So scheduling gets really crazy. We have um, our kids organized into multiple casts so that we can always cover a role. So every single time you see that performance might not be the same group of people doing the exact same things as what as the previous performance. Um, my own daughter has three different roles that she's learned that she's doing throughout this run. She knows how to do soldier, soldier captain, and Russian. So in any performance, she might do some combination of those roles, one or more. And I think about what it takes for me to memorize stuff. These kids are doing that constantly and mixing it up and it's just astounding what they're able to accomplish well and it's also possible for the parents to get more involved Mm -hmm. and for other people to get more involved uh your your husband cliff i understand had a rather interesting part (laughs) in this uh ballet this year well um most of the volunteering that we ask for is with production and costumes and we need cast moms to be in the rooms to help with the girls But we have a special thing about our performances. We invite someone from the community for every performance to be our special guest star, Mother Ginger. And I don't know how much the listeners know about the Nutcracker, but there's this role in the second act called Mother Ginger. She's in the land of the sugar plums. um, And she is a mama with a bunch of babies that she's very proud of, the Paul Chanel's. this guest star is always a community person there. You have no dancing required. That's a good thing. We load you into a rolling platform that looks like a giant hoop skirt, put makeup on you and a wig, and ask you to go on stage and from the waist up pantomime 
um, with your clown babies. I love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I had a moment looking at Cliff with the makeup on. Well, he, he kind of likes the dress, I'm sure. No. <laughs> when you put that wig and that, that bodice, in, it is hot. But he, he's a good sport, and he has so much fun with it. And he loves – the Paul Chanel's are about seven or eight years old, those dancers. And there's a whole group of them. After you get loaded in, they get loaded in the skirt. And so the whole thing gets rolled on stage by the parents, by the volunteers, the stagehands. And they come out of the skirt two by two during the performance. And so up up top, you have to act like, oh, these babies are coming out of a hidden part of my skirt. And you clap no, and I you pantomime and you act silly and try to get the crowd hyped. It's really about providing comic relief in the middle of a very serious ballet. Let, let's let's make people smile and laugh and give them some energy here with this upbeat performance. And we've had a stellar run of Mother Gingers this year. I mean, I love asking people to come do it. Um, I love asking people who've never been outside their their own box and gotten on stage before. They're fun. I'll bet. Because they'll get off the stage and they'll tell me how terrified they were, but how exhilarated they are. Um, the little kids that, that dance in those roles, they love their mother gingers. So the you know the folks will be backstage in their crazy get up and makeup and getting ready to go on stage. And there's always at least one or two sweet little children that come up and give them a big old hug and go, "I love you, mother ginger." <laughs> and they just it just helps set the role. And I've watched folks experience that, and it's just something I like sharing. Like if you haven't been backstage, it's a way to be backstage. It's a way to be involved in it. And you know, people I know that are like true hams love the role because they can go out and do it um but people it's a great way to get people outside their comfort zone too and try something that's a self-challenge and help them level up in life experiences well it's always good to get out of that box Mm -hmm. especially when you're working with a community oh yes Uh, it helps you to do other roles in the community when you're not quite so scared to do it so yeah so next year we're going to get you right um, can you do something with the goatee? Yes, I can. I was afraid you were going to say that. Ha-ha. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> I've had someone trying to push me into that. So. Well, I promise. I, I, am your, I am your full entourage. I will take good care of you. You will not have a hard time with this experience at all. You will have a blast. I promise you. Well, we'll make it easy sounds and like, fun. Sounds like something to try. Okay, good. So, uh, actually, it, you know, kind of interesting. I, you know, I kind of like the idea of dressing up standing up and playing with all you know having all the kids run around like crazy they they love it and i'll tell you i have yet to have someone tell me that they didn't enjoy it but these are our special guest stars so we definitely look to support and and give time to our sponsors and to our community partners and to the folks who help us out with marketing and media and volunteering so it's a it's a recognition and a thank you we consider it a special honor so it, it's, a bi- it's a big deal. We want it to stay a big deal. Well, and it needs to because, you know, it's not just that it's important to the season to have the Nutcracker. Uh, that is, you know, Christmas time has always been known for that the Nutcracker Ballet. But it's awesome that we have it here, and it's awesome that the community participate. And I love it that our high school kids and middle school and, and the smaller kids all get to participate. Mm-hmm and do their thing it's I, awesome i love hearing about families that have been coming to the this particular ballet for years and it's their family tradition 
to have that experience. I love being part of something like that. That's like being part of a legacy. Well, it beats being an attorney. Yeah, that's a lot more fun than being an <laughs> it's attorney. It's a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, the um, you know, you know, veer off from the side just a little bit. You are an attorney, in the yes. And uh, I know that you're you've done well in that. You've you've stepped up and and you're really doing well. Can you tell us a little bit about who? What's your attorney's? Uh, what's the name of the firm? Okay. My firm is Culture and Sierra, and we practice uh, community association law. So we primarily work with homeowners associations and condominium associations in dealing with all the things that face those associations. Now you know why I like going to the ballet and Absolutely. doing creative stuff. <laughs> it's called my stress reliever. Um, because there's a lot that goes on in that, and a lot of it is enforcement and very serious topics. Um, I also represent developers and builders in creating those uh, organizations, those associations, and the covenants, and helping with easements and all sorts of real estate stuff. And now it's going to get really boring because it's all contracts. <laughs> um, I'm a nerd, and I can start getting excited talking about it because I actually do love it. So we probably don't want me to talk too much about that because I will get really nerdy and start talking about contract provisions. Um, but I do love it. Um, I'm also trained as a mediator, so. My focus is generally, I like to think of myself as a deal maker and a dispute resolver. So if there's a problem, I'll solve it. That's the way I, I, I don't want there to be disputes. I don't want there to be arguments. I want us all to go build upwards and onwards and be able to do constructive things. Come to those happy mediums where everybody can find something that they can then work with and move on from there. Yeah. In mediations, though, I always start with um, reminding folks that I can't tell them what to do, but I've done my job if they walk away thinking, well, it's over. I'm not happy, but it's, but I can live with it. If they can live with the solution, then I know they gave up just enough Absolutely. for it to work. and not too much. Mm -hmm. And it's good for everybody to get that. Well, I know your community involvement, uh, getting outside of the attorney part, and, you know, the ballet a little bit. I know that you are extremely active in leadership, Gwinnett. Yes. Uh, that's where I guess I... I that's where we I met. I guess I first kind met of. you during... Well, I didn't first meet you there, but I really got to know you better in leadership Gwinnett and that awesome program can you can you tell a little bit about that we'll take from take a minute and go there okay um, I'm just a volunteer like most all of, of the folks involved in leadership Gwinnett right now I'm serving as okay it's a long one alumni group chair uh, which means I oversee the alumni committees so we have three of those they deal with education and social because we're about to have a holiday party and um, and class liaisons so every year we have a new class in leadership Gwinnett and at the end of that we pick a liaison to help try and keep folks engaged um, that's a job and that's a job um, the motto is educate equip and engage and the way we look at it is you have your class year where you experience this incredible program that's like drinking from a fire hose with information about Gwinnett and many people that when they invest fully in participating in that program, I watch them go out and do some pretty amazing things. And it energizes them and helps them accomplish more. But it's that after that 
to me that's really important. And I think that's why they asked me to be part of the alumni group because it shouldn't end in that after that year. That year was an investment period and a bunch of resources got it poured into people. And Absolutely. everything after that becomes return on investment. And we want folks to come back and to want to continue to volunteer and to want to continue to engage and to want to continue to learn about our community and how to make it better and how to engage with it um, and how to better equip them to do that. And the longer I'm out of the, uh, the program year, the more I'm learning about how swiftly things change too. We're living in a time with a lot of change real fast absolutely and i'm learning about all the things that this perspective shifts paradigm shifts yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, absolutely Ah. um and and so i'm getting a better perspective on things but with the alumni program i we create opportunities for people to come back and learn about stuff we've done all sorts of programming well you know and i know the the, i've described it many times to somebody and they asked me well what was it like i said well let me put it to you this way (laughs) when it's done you're glad it's over but you hate to see it end absolutely correct uh you can that's how i felt too uh, it was it's an awesome experience that you really don't get to repeat uh you can Mm -hmm. repeat some parts of it and in in ways you can keep it active and engaged but that particular one-time experience is there's nothing like it it's it yeah it's never going to happen again that's it's a it's a bucket list kind of thing it's amazing to me how many people change their perspectives just on the program itself and how much they wanted to go through it by the time it ends I mean it really does if you allow it the interactions that you experience can have a pretty significant effect on your life not just professionally but personally and the friends that you make going through it Yes. Uh, I made a lot of friends. Uh, We're still friends. We'll always be friends. And it's just amazing, not just with the people that you go through, but the people that are putting it on, people like yourself uh, that go through Jody, the Mm -hmm. hoot. He'd make a good mother, Ginger. Um, But he, 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 now you talk about somebody that hams. But, uh, (laughs) you know, people like that, you get to you get build these relationships and that's what that's what it's really all about is about building relationships Mm -hmm. and you build the relationships in business you build the relationships in personal and this kind of mixes the two up yes in 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 ways that you don't anticipate are going to happen i mean i've seen people become friends that i never would have expected to be friends and it's partially because of the conversations they had in the program i mean we're you they have you signed a confidentiality agreement saying you're not going to disclose some of the conversations so that people feel comfortable talking about difficult things and a lot of those difficult things center around hot button topics that make people cringe or they're uncertain or they avoid because they don't want to be uncomfortable and i watched folks who under normal circumstances would never break down their walls to the point where they would connect as friends and then become fast friends, even though they are very different in perspective on life, the universe, and everything. And it's, that's the kind of thing that I get really excited about. I, I love seeing that, and I love when people start talking about these difficult issues, but they can do it respectfully to each other. They can get passionate 
but they can be respectful about it in that context. It becomes okay to disagree. Yeah, and we don't have enough of that. Oh, I totally agree. Uh, not in today's society. Everything's, everybody's feelings get hurt too quick. And with that type of situation, I don't, I don't think I ever saw anybody's feelings get hurt. They didn't agree with it, but, you know, and, and I know it happens. Yeah. But for the most part, I just I thought it went extremely well. Yeah, every, every year I'm always pleasantly, I just, I'll, I always come in the room for some of the d- difficult conversations when I know they're happening, just because I want to see what happens. And every year I walk away so glad to be part of it because I watched people talk about very sensitive issues, things that they're passionate about and have diametrically opposed views of, and they were able to do it. Yep. Politics, religion, everything, it just, everything's open it. for discussion. Yep. So, well, you know, and I, I recommend highly that that anybody that's at least interested in finding out more, and we'll talk about how to how to do that as far as context in a minute, but reach out and find out more about Leadership Gwinnett. Find out how, and there's the glance that's yes. also awesome for those that don't want to invest that particular amount of time. There's a shorter, and I have not been through it, but Renee has with me. And she loved it. And I, I hear nothing but good things about the program. And Same what here. we're doing is, as part of our alumni group stuff, is we're creating some programming for the Glance graduates. We call it Glance on the Go. So that they can also leverage the networks that they start forming there and continue finding opportunities to engage. This past week, we just had um, a session with uh, Family Promise of Gwinnett to talk about the homelessness in Gwinnett and the opportunities for engagement with that because that's an issue that is really easy to turn away from. It's here, but in this beautiful location that we live in, in the suburbs, we have this glossy exterior, but the homelessness, you just don't see it on the surface like you might in a more urban environment. A lot of people deny that we even have it. Correct. And it's so not true. It's not true, and it's significant, and there's a struggle to deal with it. So Glance just had a program to let people see behind the scenes and give them some opportunities for ways that they can engage that work for them. It's not going, hey, come do everything in the world to solve this, but bite-sized pieces so that, yeah, I can do that. That sounds doable. I'll do that bit and maybe help just a little bit. And once you get started, it's amazing what it gets on a roll. And once you get started, you just get sucked in. Yep, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Well, let's go back to the ballet. Yes. How about that? Uh, I know you've got a spring show coming up. We do. And it's going to be an interesting one because it's got uh, places for a lot of those young people to play, too. Mm -hmm. What would that be? Tell us about it. It's Alice in Wonderland. Now, we haven't cast for it yet. We don't ever cast for it until we've passed the Nutcracker. So there'll be a little rest after the Nutcracker run. (laughs) Nobody nobody needs that, right? And then in January, we always start with an open house, and that's a great time for new students that want to come in and be part of the Gwinnett Ballet Theater and see what it's all about to come to. And this year, it'll be January 6th. So come to our studios on McLeod Drive. It's right across the street from Gwinnett Tech. Um, Or actually, honestly, anytime someone wanted to check out the ballet, just contact us. We're always looking to welcome new students. Um, we're, We're not all shishi and snobby about it. We, we just love people who want to dance. Um, but folks who start 
you know, early in January with us, we'll have the opportunity to audition for the spring show, and it's going to be Alice in Wonderland. And it will also, as plans are going, be at the Infinite Energy Center. So it'll be a professional quality production again. Great. So you get the real deal being on that stage, and there's stage managers back ha- backstage, and there's sets being moved and lighting and all of that. Um, there's also an, a recital uh, that will be in May. So, but the Alice in Wonderland's the big professional production for the spring. And that's in March. I, yes. Yeah. Just want to make sure I want to yes. make sure we were on there so that the uh, that getting all my M months switched up. That's okay. Uh, I totally get with it. Um, all right. Now, you do have an open house for potential students to come by and visit, like you said, on January the sixth, and students enrolling then can kind of have the opportunity to audition for the roles for the spring production and and move into actually doing all of that. You know, if, if somebody wanted to, let's start with the ballet. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you or with someone with regards to participating, uh, is there numbers, phone numbers, uh, email addresses, all of that good stuff that they can reach out? Yes. Our website is GwinnettBallet.org. So it's nice and simple. GwinnettBallet.org. Uh, and then the email address for the studio is gbt78 at bellsouth.net. Obviously, we haven't changed that email in a long time. Repeat that. gbt78 at bellsouth.net. Fantastic. Is there any phone numbers that they can get or just go to the website? Just go to the website. Usually emails are the best, especially right now with the Nutcracker going on, because many times uh, the folks that would be answering the phones are running around at the studio or to the theater. Okay, next question. Uh, for the attorney, what would the, how would they get a hold of you if they wanted to at least talk to you about this type of uh, attorney relationship? Absolutely. Uh, my phone number is 404 554 2071 and then my email address is ahb at coulter c-o-u-l-t-e-r sierra s-i-e-r-r-a dot com I love it when people enunciate like that and then last <laughs> but not least well almost last because I'm going to touch base on something else but uh, is the uh, leadership Gwinnett the website, leadershipgwinnett.org. Um, we have a very comprehensive website that's got a ton of information on it from everything from the structure of the organization to how to apply. And right now, we've actually, the organization's open to nominations. So now's the perfect time, if you're interested in it, to have someone nominate you. Even if you're still trying to decide what to do, it'll get you in line to get an application so you could fill it out, see if the dates are going to work for you. Um, and maybe even talk to someone with the organization more about any questions or concerns you have. Because it is a commitment. And everybody who goes through really needs to be aware that it's a 100% commitment. It's, it's be there. Um, and it is a big commitment. It it's is. It's time, energy, blood, sweat, tears. It's miss your kid's softball game, and you hate it, and you feel bad about it, but you do it. Um, the way I justified the time I spent in it were, at the time, I w- saw what it had done for my husband because he'd gone through the year before me. He was my guinea pig. Um, <laughs> just wanted to see what would happen. You go first, honey. Um, 
I, I knew that it was a big deal for him and I saw that he had at a minimum enjoyed it, but I could see the additional people that he knew and his comfort level in social situations that were business social. Okay. So I went through and I figured at a minimum I was getting that out of that program and that mattered. So he and I just sort of juggled and, and dealt with it and I didn't expect it to take off in my life. I didn't, you know, the joke is I didn't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> um, I was very critical of going through the program and whether it would be beneficial for me before I went through. And then, you know, complete turnaround uh, because all of a sudden I knew all of these people and they made a difference for things I wanted to accomplish and I could call on them for help. And there were so many different perspectives in my life that I hadn't had before. And that was pretty amazing. And it just started out as, well, it was kind of fun. You know, it's kind of fun to walk into all these business situations and know these people on this level and have more real conversations. Exactly. A conversation instead of a pitch. And, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It was, it was the quality... Things were more constructive. Things had more quality and weight when I was going out into the community suddenly. It was just, it was different. That's where it really makes the difference, too, is mm -hmm. in, within the community, the, all the contacts you make, and being able to do other things outside of what you ever thought you would be able to do. It, it's changed the way I talk to people about what I do and who I am because it also very quickly taught me that very classic lesson of it's not what, you can do for me it's what I can do for you and that's just planting seeds absolutely well real quick one more get out of the uh, email address and everything for the ballet the email ba address for the ballet is gbt78 at bellsouth.net I love it <laughs> All right, Amy, I appreciate it very much. It's been awesome talking with you about all facets of this. And, you know, the ballet is something, and the Nutcracker is something that if you don't get to see it this year for, for whatever reason, make plans, put it on your schedule, make it part of your agenda for next year. It will be here. It will be here. And it may, it, some it's of the been people, here 37 years. Some of the We're people determined the it'll same. still be here. Yep, some of the people may be the same. A lot of them are going to be different. And you never know who's going to play Mother Ginger. Hopefully so, you. <laughs> so let me just say, again, I appreciate it. And thank you all for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning. Or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com, clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 1130 when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my guest, Amy Bray, and for our producers, Mike and Trey. I'm Rick Strawn, and remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets. <laughs>